I'm Ben Solak, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show with Danny Kelly, Danny Heifetz, and Craig Horbeck. Join us twice a week as we talk everything NFL Draft and break down all the players who will make your team better. Except the Rams, because they don't really have any picks. Check us out on the Ringer NFL Draft Show on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Shake it a big swig of coffee. I'll, I'll open the show. Don't worry about that. You take the liberty to open every time. I just figured you'd want it. You're welcome. What did you think of the Nate Bragazzi show the other day? April 17th, Monday, the year of our Lord. Be straight with me. What did you think of the show? I thought One it was ten. excellent. <laughs> it's so hard to know what we can talk about on air and what's personal between the two of us. Um, I like to think that we have a little bit of boundary, but sometimes I wonder. My overall thoughts to the comedy show was that it was a lot of really funny material. The fact that their opener did bits on buying cards at Target from like sports cards and Pokemon and making fun of Pokemon collectors was absolute just, it was such a out of the box experience. I was like, wait, am I at a card show right now? It just didn't feel right. Aaron Weber was that guy's name. He's on the Nate land podcast. I know he's not responded to our request to have him on this podcast. He'll, he will. The fact that we've gotten (laughs) one Nate land podcast already podcasts are already on the show. I mean, it's, it's just a matter of time and then we'll get Nate on. Which, you know what's funny, though? I'm wondering if even our listeners know who Nate Bergazzi is. He just, Bridgestone Arena is like the biggest indoor arena in Nashville. Right, where the and it was play. the largest audience of all time at this show that we went to on Saturday. But still, apparently, there's a lot of people who don't know him. He's a, he's a comedian. There you go. He's got a number of specials. Very humorous. Family friendly. But one of his opening acts, this guy Aaron just started talking about sports cards. I was taken away. At one point, though, he asked, like, how many people in the audience? Now, granted. Here's the nice thing about playing in your hometown. I noticed anytime anybody said Nashville, everybody yeah, just cheered. You just automatically. I was like, I don't win. think any of yep. these guys are even funny. They're literally just up there saying Nashville. In the 615 it, area code. What? That guy, he that, gets it. Yeah, that's 7 Eleven. <laughs> uh, we don't have 7 Elevens. What the heck are you talking about? Is that not a. Wait a minute. You're a more. 7 Eleven? What are you oh, talking really? about? I didn't know that. It's Twice very, daily. How about that? Thank you. Okay. okay. So people yep. would, uh, but no, the dude in his dialogue was literally talking about buying sports cards. And he, apparently my wife listens to that podcast all the time, more than she listens to this show. Thank God. That's upsetting. Well, we're funnier, but she lives with me. So <laughs> okay. um, he's funnier on stage. I'm saying in a podcast setting, we're funnier. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but Aaron apparently talks about cards on the show all the time. Wait, so, really? Not all the time, but she, she knew ahead she of time. She knew and she wasn't telling us about this. Well, she has. She's mentioned it to me. But that's oh, why she needs started, to talk to me. When we he started know. talking, he was like, oh, you know, the, he started making those jokes. She's like, yeah, I told you. This guy's always talking about cards on the show. 
I put so. a little clip on our Instagram if you guys want to check out a little bit of the bit. It was uh, it got some good good laughs. I'm not going to lie. I, w- I wish he would come on the show. We'll see. We'll talk um, about it. Other than that, had a great weekend. Now it's time to get back into the real world because NBA playoffs are a thing and people are talking about that. Mike, what do you think did about sports? Did you watch sports? any games this week? Weekend? Uh, no, I was, we were so busy. busy. Weekend, yeah, yeah I, I did go back and catch all highlights on just about everything. I was watching like a little bit clips here and there. Saw the the what I thought was going to be a nail biter of an end for the Laker Memphis game. And then it turned out to be a runaway, but Austin Reeves is a person now that we have to care about, care about in cards. I like Austin Reeves flexing up on Dylan Brooks. You know, what's funny. Well, we'll talk more about it when we get into the talk about now. What's talk. funny. Well, uh, Rick Tiffenbach, who's a guy who's been a longtime listener. Uh, he reached out. He said he sold one of, it was like a cracked ice version of Austin Reeves card on eBay, uh, I think it was like a week ago, for $19.50, and the guy never paid. He relisted it and just so happened to be perfectly timed where the auction ended at the towards the end of that game. Went $45. from $19.50. 80 60 $131. Seriously? $131. There's like another instance. I started looking up some of them. Like his uh, 2021 Red Prism. It was, it's out of 199. That card was doing 10 like, bucks. Now it was doing like a, a, for a PSA nine, I should say it was doing like $88. Okay. It's doing $150. People buying into the Austin Reeves hype is what you're People telling me. People love. I love the, I will say for the card market, I love the NBA playoffs. I think it might be the most impactful playoff run. Well, especially when you got Plus things. you have a bunch of games. It's like a whole yeah. thing. It's not just one day of the week like the NFL play. Well, two days a week for the NFL playoffs, like Saturday, Sunday. I do think it's a good thing. I am cu- I'm I excited think- about sports again, by the way. I was watching sports this People, weekend. That was a question in one of the mailbags recently. What What do we have to do to get Mike excited? Playoffs is one of them. Apparently. I like NBA playoffs. I mean, the Celtics routed mm. the Hawks. That was nice to see. The only thing I'm bummed about, there are some massive... I don't know how, how long they will be, but some big injuries. Yeah. Giannis got a back contusion, which was gross. Tyler Hero broke his hand. Tyler's done. Two, two, which is weird. Two hand injuries. Yeah. I don't hear as much about t- What was the injury. other hand injury? Oh, John, John Moran. Moran. Yeah. They he, said, I just looked up the update too. There's no update on John Moran as of right now. Yeah. He he's said he's questionable he, for game two. He's like, I'm not sure I'll be able to go game two. I, I'll tell you right now, you know, either of those teams go down 0-2. You're in trouble, which I already think the Lakers are winning that series. Oh, that, that was what was interesting. I was going to say, um, I was watching something on ESPN, and one of the guys pulled up a stat where Lakers have won in a seven-game series where they win game one, they've won 24 straight. The last one they lost was in 1991. Yeah. So, and that was on the road, too. So, I don't think, I think the uh, many people are saying that series is essentially over now. Lakers have it. I don't know if it's over. If they win game two, it is. The heat is more interesting because a back contusion, I don't know what that really means with Giannis. And by the way, it wasn't a dirty player or anything. Kevin Love trying to take a charge. Giannis is a physical player, which I love. Yeah. This is the flip side. But I do like the fact that we're seeing like immediate card spikes, drops, whatever, based on what people are doing. Like mm-hmm. Jason Tatum stuff actually doing a little bit better now after one game, even though people know, know they're going to beat the Hawks. I think they're probably going to sweep the craziest game of the weekend to me. Well, actually two kind of, kind of upsets. The Clippers without Paul George beating the Suns last night in yeah. Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Like Kawhi, the Kawhi market has been so quiet so long. The fact that he went in there and dominated offensively like he did was pretty cool to see. And then the Kings beating the Warriors. I did not. I thought the Warriors were winning that game, series in five, which I still kind of think they might. Or although I don't know about five anymore. 
that's huge for like De'Aaron. I mean, De'Aaron Fox went off for 40. Oh, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox and... Um, Do you have any, any the, of these guys' stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got them all. Okay. Um, so De'Aaron Fox, he... I have multiple pages, so I have to go scrolling through them. Uh, Research much? Mm, all right, there it is. De'Aaron Fox is up quite substantially. Uh, 2017 Prism. I'm looking at the PSA 10 card number 24. Pop? Give me the pop on that too, because 17 is a different world. So it's 2,800. Actually, much higher than I, I was actually expecting. I thought it was 10% of Luca. Oh, well, yeah. That's but I mean, sure. Luca being all time high. But yes, if you look at his silver, 535. So maybe that's maybe so more his, of some, uh, some guy's alley. Let's play a game called Mike G. If he gets to pick a number based on what Jesse's looking on a screen. Oh, can we have a graphic made up with that title? Yeah. I just Mike, you said pick a number based on what's on just gives in the screen. So long as we only show it on the podcast. Yes. We've got the graphic ready. It's funny. I haven't any monster today and I am <laughs> wired. I know it's weird. I kind of felt like that. Well, we're too. burying hatchets in here. We're making we're, peace. Today. We are a peaceful bunch guys. People. Love I'm going to say that PSA 10 is a hundred silver or base base. Okay. 150. One, I, I've never looked at deer and Fox cards in my life. 50. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. Because Tatum's nope. doing like. Excuse me. In 2021, he did reach over 150. What's it doing right now? It is doing $60. That's it? It is doing $60, and that is up quite a bit. Uh, so he's been selling off and on around the, let's call it $45 range. Okay. I guess that makes sense. I thought the spike would have been way higher. So his silver then, I'm going to say 250 So there's a much bigger jump in his silver. Again, pops only five thirty five. It's three hundred dollars. Oh, I was close. But right. to be fair, that three hundred is pre win. This no, this is a uh, because when was this? This was yesterday. I think this is post win. So the when did they play? I'm sorry to interrupt you. They played Saturday night, right? I have it all pulled up. You just got to bear with me because I have about thousand tabs open currently. Yeah, you're doing so good. People um, are proud of you. People think you're a good person. Well, do they think that? Are you just saying that? People though? are proud of you. They did. They played Saturday <laughs> night. Okay, so Saturday night. So yes, obviously this would be post game then. Uh, post game pricing. The card as of the tenth. This is the seventeenth. So one week ago was doing one hundred and seventy eight for the silver PSA ten. Then on the thirteenth it went up to two hundred thirteen. On the fifteenth two sixty one. As of yesterday the sixteenth three oh seven. It's just been on a straight trajectory uphill. I like that, but Good. that makes me nervous, of course. But I'll tell you right now, if they can beat the Warriors. That stuff's going to go crazy. I just don't think they're going to, but I hope they do. I would love to see that. Um, De'Aaron Fox is a uh, one-year high as we speak. So just keep that in mind as if you're looking be, to invest. The okay. Um, the other one that was interesting to me, the Cavs-Knicks game. I was, I'm rooting for the Cavs. Not that I care about them or that city or anything about Cleveland. I just would like to see them win. I think Spider is a great, like he is a phenomenal playoff scorer. Like they always talk about in the playoffs, you need the one guy who can just take the ball and score. Dude had 38 points and eight assists. They lost by four to the Knicks, which is not great. Mm. But he played really well. I just like that team. I think it'd be great to see him get some recognition, to see Evan Mobley, you know, some of those guys. Mobley did not do as much in that game. By no. the way, uh, Malik Monk was another star in that Kings game. He did. He performed very well. His pricing is maybe more on par if someone wanted to make a move. He He sells for like, $42 for his silver. What year is he? I don't even know. What year. Uh, that's 2017 as well. Okay. Now, granted, I don't know. I don't think his uh, history uh, as a athlete is quite as good as De'Aaron Fox. No, but, he's in 55 different teams at this point. But if someone wanted to make like a quick flip, he is selling at 42. And as of like even, you know, November, he was up at 107 
He's been higher than that in just the season. He was selling at 56 at one point. The fact that he's now in the playoffs and he's selling under what he was previous in the season and he had a nice game. I think there's a chance that that card could do something. I have a Malik Monk National Treasures RPA. I bought for 200 bucks when he first signed with the Lakers before last season, I think. Oh, really? So I was like, oh, it's going to go up to like 500 bucks. I think it's doing like 80 bucks now. So, so that's, that's a thing. not the same as that. Um, so we call it a negative return. Okay, I've never heard of that. I'm always winning. Jalen Brunson was the other one from the Knicks. He went off. He did very well. He did, I think, 27 points in that game. Um, Card is doing 2018 Prism PSA 10. Again, another one of those where, yeah, it's it's $171 for a silver PSA 10. But this season, in March, it, that card sold for $222. I'm just saying, if the if these teams continue to progress in the playoffs, I think that's opportunity. Yeah, I think at this point, there's a couple teams you could just pick them if they're going to win. The exactly. Kings, to me, are interesting, though, because here's the problem with the Knicks. If the Knicks win that series, they're playing, well, maybe it's a problem. There's a 4-5 or five seed. I was going to say they have to play Milwaukee, but if Giannis is out, yeah, I'll tell you, if that's the case, and like Giannis misses significant time, mm-hmm. that does change the entire Eastern Conference. Because who is it besides Giannis? Like who's Chris Middleton, Drew Middleton. Holiday. Okay. Brooks Lopez. I mean, they have a very good team, but without Giannis, that team is not even beating the Heat. And the Heat are a creepy team, dude. Jimmy Butler is another one. He just kind of coasts through the season, very good, whatever. In the postseason, Jimmy Butler is as solidified a star as there is in the league. On both ends of the court, he's like the leader of the team. He gets buckets when he needs it. He gets a stop when he needs to. He is phenomenal. So I thought I, I always enjoy watching like Butler. He's like one of the few guys I'm just like, I've never cheered for a team he's on. Although now I kind of find myself because they're such a huge underdog, but I love him. Okay. And this is a weird thing to say. Oh, I was kind of rooting for Russell Westbrook yesterday. That's so funny. I was watching some guys on ESPN were saying something similar to that. I just, I I don't know if Paul George is coming back. If he is, that's a scary team out West, but like a big game, big point, big moments at the end of the game. He got a couple late buckets, even though he shot horrible all game and he had some big defensive stops. I would say his card right now is selling at a one-year low. What card are we talking about? So this is his uh, 2009? 2008, 2008 Topps Chrome base, uh, PSA 10. It's selling at $325. But again, the pop count's 131 <laughs> So that's why that price is, is what Old it is. Old school Topps Chrome. But it is, I mean, again, a year, it's all-time low for the last year. I don't know. Do you know. have Kawhi Leonard pricing? Uh, I don't, but I'll get it. Because like Kawhi is another guy, I just think if you, I stand by what I said too. I think the West is entirely wide open. Another guy I think who is unbelievably cheap right now is Jamal Murray. Again, Jamal Murray is another guy. When the playoffs are on, that guy mm-hmm. scores at a clip that very few people do. And I think it's pretty clear they're going to route the Timberwolves. So yeah. I, I don't know. I'm actually Kawhi kind of excited. Leonard yeah. Doing so he's a 2012 Prism guy. 2012. Uh, pop counts 1250. Base is doing for a PSA 10, $312. That is roughly what it's been for the last six months. See, that's interesting to me. Like, if they knock off the Suns. Yeah. I do, because I think the West is wide open. Like, if the Clippers get healthy, mm-hmm. they could win the West. The Suns could easily win the West. The Nuggets as the number one seed, I think they have a shot. I still think the Warriors could win the West. The Lakers are creepy because how talented they are when they're right. I just think it's a cool year to see, like, that kind of um, parody. Okay. Is that the word? I think you can use it like that. I did, so. Say the Suns do make a little bit of a comeback. I mean, KD pricing for the first time in forever, he's not on a traje- trajectory down. He's finally like he's he, he, Not only did he level out, he started going up just a little bit, not much, 
But looking at his like 2007 Topps Chrome PSA mm-hmm. 10, again, it's a more expensive card. It's $1,000, almost 1100 I sold one of those at 10.5, by the way. Are you serious? I still have one. I paid 6500 Ten five is in ten thousand. Yeah, look at the look at the. That was up to ten thousand last year or twenty one. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. There's no way you've seen that graph, dude. It's wild. Oh my I god! Bought, Eleven thousand is what that got up to. A little. I think over. I bought two for twelve. <laughs> oh, you bought two for twelve though. I bought two at two different times. Oh, okay. like one was sixty five. One was yeah. I made a bunch on one. And I held the other. I think I still wow. have it in my in my box. That's a significant. Okay, let's forget that for a second. Yeah. Um, Oops, a daisy. But uh, but right now he's doing about eleven hundred dollars, and again trajectory moving upward. You use that word a lot. If it does, well, I don't have a good synonym book, so um, at this point, that could be a good investment. Maybe. Again, I tell you the problem with KD is he has to win. Like I don't think them even winning this series does much. You've got to win like. But I do think there's a, here's the problem with KD. Let me get this concise and clear and to the point. If they lose, Mm -hmm. there's a cliff. Like that dude, you joined another super team. You puked all over yourself on national television. But he did well in the preseason, right? Don't care. Okay. Postseason only for KD. Okay. So if you lose, massive cliff. For you to win and see substantial hobby gains, it's not just beating the Clippers. It's not then beating the Nuggets second round. At very least, it's going to the Western Conference Finals and making noise. At the least. And it's probably you have to go to the finals. Because, like, dude, well, what else? Like, again, he he is an all-time great already. I don't care that you made the playoffs and have won 10 games with your new team. Yeah. You went to a super team. People crap on LeBron for this all the time. Say whatever you want. LeBron has won a ring everywhere he's gone. He won in Miami. He won when he went back to Cleveland. He's won one with the Lakers. He at least wins when he puts these teams together. KD has not done that. He did it in Golden State. Then he had some debacle of some garbage team in Brooklyn that fell apart. Never heard of him. Yeah, never seen the movie. No. And then he went over <laughs> to the Phoenix. So I'm just saying you got to win games if you're them. So um, did we talk? We haven't talked about Joker pricing at all. And I yeah, did want to bring it, it up. St- stalled out, huh? It's weird. It's not even stalled out. It's like been going <sighs> down. Um, and when I looked up his games, and Mike made a, a good point. It me his game minutes hadn't had gone down, but not crazy. He's still playing like thirty to maybe 35 minutes the last month uh, per game. But his his points overall are just, I think, he's barely made over teens in some cases. Um, his card pricing since uh, the high was March 12th has gone just straight down almost. Right now, that his rookie, 2015 Prism, base PSA 10. 550. 475. Really? That card. That's cheaper than it's been in a while. Uh, March 22nd, 6.22. March 20th, 830. I mean, like, there were a number of sales over 800 in March, and now this card's at 4.75. And they just won. I mean, granted, they needed, they had to win, but I don't know. I What what do you do with Joker at this point? You just got to hold him, I assume? Again, I think they're, I mean, I would actually almost buy him for the short term. Like I'd buy Joker right now. I have a few Joker 10s left. Even I have some select. I think I have a prism mm-hmm. um, because I think they're going to beat the Timberwolves in four or five games. The second series for them is when it's get, when it gets interesting because the, if they win that, then they're all of a sudden they're in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. And we're going to see him put up some unbelievable highlight reel triple double games. So I yeah. think you just hold steady. I don't know if it's worth the buy just because of how expensive it is, but I think for sure I would hold. What did you? What was your take on the Knicks Cavs? 
I am just curious because there was other one other one. Julius Randle was an investment opportunity. It looked yeah, like yeah, very good player. I just I, he's another guy. It's going to be if there's any window at all, it's going to be extremely short. So I just it's too much of a risk for me. And I think the Cavs are going to win the series anyways. Okay, but the Lakers you did think was a better investment as far as like to win the series. We kind of established that right. I said early that was my big upset of round one. I think the Lakers are beating the Grizzlies. So other than um, Austin, there was the the guy. <sighs> I do not know how to pronounce it. Rui Hakamura yep. went off for what? 29 yesterday. The only thing is that's like a little bit of an outlier as far yeah, as his again, performance. That's a perfect example of a guy coming out of nowhere. There may be some spikes, but at no time, I would sell everything I have right now. If you can make money on it, okay. I, I would never look to buy Rui stuff right now though. Cause it's like, what are the, a, what are the chances he does it again? And B, how quick do you have to be to flip it? If he does, Tell me this. I, I just think the window is too small. It's not worth the risk. Was he at one point, like when he came out, was he expected to be huge or something? Not huge, but he came out in 2019. He was drafted yeah. by Washington. That was a crazy class. It, he was more a, a product of timing, right? Because okay. he was in a class with Zion. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to remember, dude, and this was kind of before you were in, not kind of, it was definitely yeah. before you were in cards. Zion. Then Ja comes out and plays unbelievable. Okay. RJ Barrett's a stud coming out. Um, Tyler Hero comes out and makes noise early. He's really good. We got Rui. We got Darius Garland. Like there were seven or eight guys in that class where people were like, the the class itself was unbelievably hyped. And now it's to a point where I can't touch Zion. Even Ja, RJ Barrett, those guys, second level, I can't really touch. But man, this guy, Rui, he could score. And maybe he's the guy. He got a ton of unnecessary hype, in my opinion. He's never, because he's never had sustainable success in the league. He's a good player but he has no business having real hobby relevance in my opinion. Okay. Cause that makes sense. I, the reason I ask is because his pop count is 8,400 for his rookie PSA yeah, 10. 2019. 8,400. We, we were grading everything under the sun. And I guarantee I'm forgetting a big name or two, by the way, out of that draft class, like at the time, at least mm-hmm. because we were, there were like 10 guys. You're pulling them. You're grading everything you pulled, no matter what. It didn't matter. Yeah. Oh, uh, Kobe white for the bulls. Oh yeah. I'm like, I barely in the league at this point. I remember you were high on Kobe for a little bit. Dude, he had, he's another guy. He had a stretch of some really good games and people graded everything under the sun because, Hey, it's 20. 2019 prism and this guy's going to be part of a legendary class yeah. and now you know zion's eating franchises of mcdonald's you know <laughs> one meal at a time so well it, it's funny because we talked about how the disparity between kevin durant's like 2021 pricing and what it is today he's like what 10 percent of that mm-hmm. if you look at Rui, like he had a time where he sold almost psa $200. 10 psa 10 prisms 2019 prisms base base there there was a there was a sale or two for the uh, 180s when is this back in this late 2020 again, uh no this was 2021 yeah january 2021 so over two years ago yes sure so again high to the market no yep. no doubt there he sells psa 10 right now 12 bucks 10 yeah and that's up I, like I, again kobe whites are five bucks right now dude th- like on uh april 4th which is, I don't know, uh, 13 days ago, $3. Mm-hmm. Literally not worth the plastic and the acetate on the card. So my question is, he's in the playoffs. I do, again, I just my issue there is I don't think most guys are going to have the time to go out and buy a card and flip it in the time that his window is going to close. Well, the only reason I mentioned him, because I, I agree, because the, the timing is weird. There's just so many of them that I feel like there you could get your hands on one. But no, I'm, I'm not saying you can't. But okay, go out and buy it. Yeah. Somebody has to sh- now because think about this logistically. Okay, now somebody has to ship you the card. There's three mm-hmm. or four days. 
You get the card in. Well, there's played two games since, and he's averaged three and a half points. Because again, this is not but, a guy who scores well, at a consistent clip. You would think that, but now with Jaw more than likely out for the next game, maybe longer, and the they're already going to. It's going to be in their head that the majority of the sport world is going to think the Warriors or the I'm sorry, the Grizzlies don't have a chance in the series. So if the Lakers just dominate, they're going to probably put him in, have an opportunity yeah. to score more. I, I think we're stretching. I really okay. do. I okay. just, I just don't think it's worth it. If you're, if you want to a well, safe the, play, go out and buy LeBron or AD. The only reason I want to, I want it to be a thing is because it's just so cheap to get, just to get a slab. You you can't even get anything graded for $10 and you can get PSA tens for I, 10 bucks. It yeah. just, yeah. Okay. I, I guess in that respect, maybe my thing honestly would be, if you're going to go to a card show this weekend, look at the value boxes. Okay. I find his RPAs for five bucks. Okay. You want to take a quick buy flyer like that and it's in person and you have it so you can sell it immediately. That's the thing. It would be a quick flip. I guess. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, a lot of times we often get burned by those things. Sure. Yep. So okay. fair enough. Um, so that was kind of our market analysis on, on heads up stuff with coach Cole, by the way, I think it's going to be mostly collector talk. Oh yeah. Um, by the way, we haven't even mentioned, we do have a yeah. guest coach Cole is going to be joining I us. I forget from his TikTok. real name. I met this guy in Vegas. Uh, Brendan, I believe is his real name. I like coach Cole better. So, <laughs> all right. Um, so we're going to be bringing him on here in just a moment. Coach Cole. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you are, what are you? Who are you? Tell us about yourself. What am I? Um, <laughs> there's your long and short. No, there, there yeah, no, exactly what is it. Well, well yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly, <laughs> I, I say that because I went to your TikTok page and that's how, where we know you from is if you're not in the sports card, TikTok world, coach code does some excellent, uh, uh, content, but I noticed that your profile also said that you're like an online fitness instructor. And I was just like, I am. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. And, and now I'm noticing your sign in the background behind you all the time also says is this fitness. an intervention for you. So What's I'm just, going on here. So I'm just wondering, you can't, you can't really see it uh, on TikTok because like all I do is green screen videos. Right. So like, you don't even really know what's going on behind me. I could yeah. be anywhere. That's a weight rack yeah. behind him. I know. On, how much you bench? By the way, how much do you bench? Well, no, hold, before you answer that, don't much, answer that. How much do I what? Don't bench? answer that. How to give us your stats, height and weight. Cause he's my height, I think. I met him. No, I think he's taller am, than you. Uh, I think. I think. Yeah, I'm like five nine, and uh, I'm much taller. Probably buck seventy five. So wait, five eight, okay. five nine. He, he's a five, fit eight, man. Three quarters. I don't know. So you're a fit card guy. So you're an anomaly, and that's fine. What's the bench? Yeah, here? I guess Let, so. Let's talk bench press now. Now that I know you're a fitness guy, what are we throwing up, K? Coach K? Like, are we talking like one rep max, like ever? Are we talking like current bench? Oh my God. You call it. I, I want to go man. one round. So many questions. I want to go. <laughs> okay, here we go. Flat bench, your body weight right now. How many reps are we banging out? Uh, 75. At, is least, like, at least six to eight, I think. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. pretty, pretty good. I mean, that's a fit man, I yeah. guess. That's How many good. times right. are you bench pressing right. your body weight? Jesse? So, but <laughs> changing the subjects. Okay. So, you, how did you get in the card world, Coach Co? Yeah. So, that's a great question. Um, I was, I've been collecting, I mean, pretty much my whole life to some extent. Uh, when it comes to sports-related things, it was stickers growing up. Uh, most of my friends growing up were Portuguese and Italian. We grew up in a very like Portuguese-Italian neighborhood. We all played soccer together. I mean, I played soccer pretty much my whole life. And so every World Cup and Euro Cup, we would collect a sticker book. So we'd fill out the, the Panini sticker books and we'd trade amongst each other and we'd go to the local uh, corner store and buy packs for a dollar and end up with you know, I think it was five stickers per pack. Uh, and we complete the book every every tournament. Um, and then in Canada, Tim Hortons and uh, 
Tim Hortons and McDonald's came out with hockey cards. And so this was like an inexpensive way for me to kind of get introduced to hockey card collecting. Um, and I, I would fill out all of those books every year. So I'd, I'd, I'd get the binder and I'd, I'd, I'd collect them all until the till completion. Um, and it wasn't into... After that, I was like I, a TCG. Like I was big into to Magic the Gathering and, and Yu-Gi-Oh! And, and Pokemon. And then um, it was jersey collecting hats. Like, I mean, I've collected pretty much everything, um, but I've always watched sports. I've always known a ton about sports. I was, uh, you know, pretty big into like sports gambling and stuff like that. And throughout the course of the pandemic, well, I guess not throughout the course of the pandemic, I, back to the question about being a personal trainer, I've been a personal trainer now for about 10 years, seven of which were in person at a gym. And then the pandemic happened and I got laid off and I essentially had to pivot. And so as a result of that, I went online, uh, having zero knowledge about online and social media in general. Social media was only a place that I, you know, flexed where I was, I was going out to eat occasionally. It was never used for business or for promotional purposes. And quite frankly, I hated talking, you know, on camera. Um, and you know, I, I really took that time to discover what it was that kind of, brought me external joy like and not so much in an instant gratification sense but you know i found a lot of people were gravitating towards nostalgia and for me collecting was such a big part of my kind of lineage uh, up until this point until in which i got too busy and i had to basically just grind every day and so i was like i have an opportunity here like for real to really do something i enjoy doing and so i started collecting um you know probably the hardest or like putting the most money I've ever put into collectibles. Um, and, and by collectibles, I mean mainly sports cards uh, when the pandemic happened. And it, during that process, I, I had so many questions. And, and, you know, especially as someone who really wasn't familiar with so many of like the faux pas of the industry leading up to that point, I had so many questions. And as a result of this, I started asking just around general knowledge. I tried looking up information. I realized that there really isn't like a hub for... I mean, you can go through blow-up forums and stuff of that nature. But I mean, the best way to pass on information in this hobby right now is through just communicating with other people. Hey, so let, let me cut you off real quick. So because I want to talk about this journey. So you come back kind of 2020-ish, right? During the COVID. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. So, so to yeah. your point, when you first come in, first couple of voices you hear, like, what is, what is it like, you, hey, I'm in this hobby. I want to know more. I'm just curious, like as a new person then, what were some of the first things you were exposed to? Oh, that's a good question. Well, it was... Great question. It, it, that's a great question. <laughs> it was all basketball and football. It was all prism. It was all ultra yeah. modern stuff. Sure. And and in my head, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like I, I automatically gravitated towards guys I saw growing up. Like I said, it was a nostalgia thing for me, right? So I was very much in the basketball, um, you know, maybe the early 2000s. And I was like, well, why aren't like Kevin Garnett's cards more expensive? Why aren't... Uh, Dirk Nowitzki's cards more expensive. Like I don't understand why you know Luca and Zion are so expensive when they've really not done anything. And yeah, no disrespect on, on to anybody a great, who, yeah, like best case scenario, they might be might be somewhat close to what KG was all time. But people are paying like that's exactly it. That's right. exactly it, right? And I'm like, this doesn't really make much sense. And so seeing that, and there was a, like an overall lack of product available, I was like, I'm not going near this with a ten foot pole. And so instead, I was like, okay, well, like what's affordable, but I also enjoy. And, and, and I gravitated towards hockey and soccer, which conveniently are my two favorite sports anyway. Um, but it, it was, I was really interesting. I remember early on, like, 
you know, if I would post a picture, it would get like significantly less likes than it, than a Luca would or a Zion would and something of that nature, right? And I remember early on, I was like, you know, if I allow myself to kind of fall victim of this trap, this like like track, this like trap, this, um, you know, having people reaffirm what I've just bought or like anything of that nature, which I saw a lot of early on. I'm like, I'm going to end up losing my ass here. Like, it's, like, this doesn't make any sense. So when you started getting back into the hobby, was it because you just saw like TV or uh, online or was it because of buddies? I'm just curious, what brings someone back in when they'd been out for so long? Yeah, that's a great question as well. So my podcast mate, uh, his, uh, his name is uh, Cartel, Sports Card Cartel. And uh, we actually worked together at uh, the, the, the establishment, the gym that I was at for quite some time. And he was collecting actively during that time. And I remember a lot of times I'd ask him like, oh, well, like, you know, what's this? What's this? Uh, like, tell me more about this. And in fact, I think it was 2014, I actually purchased a relatively expensive box um, of hockey cards and I absolutely skunked. And that was enough for me to just like stay away from it in its entirety. And so, uh, you know, like I said, there was no more sports on. I gravitated towards collecting, I think, because the collecting element was such a, a prominent part of my life. And so I essentially went to him and I was like, you know, where do I start here? Because I, I actually really want to build up in this space again. Like I want to, I essentially have a collection that I'm proud of and not necessarily that other people are proud of. So you're a, a proud Canadian man who obviously enjoys his, his hockey. How old, by the way? I yeah. am curious. You got to be our age, I right? I just turned 30. I just turned 30, actually. Oh, jeez, okay. he's a kid. You can never the, tell with bald people with great facial hair. He could have told me yeah, he was yeah, 61 yeah. or 19. I would have belonged. You people do it. need to understand that his facial hair, his mustache goes out to the side past his face. Like, it's past the skin on his head. This is There's longer hair than I've seen it before. On each side. This is longer than Oh, I've yeah. Seen it you've definitely grown it out longer. It's it's fantastic. But back to my question. Um, so Jeremy Lee is obviously a big guy in the sports card world in the States, as well as, I, uh, I guess, uh, Canada, but he's into hockey. He was on recently. Do you follow hockey enough to know about upcoming product like 2021 Upper Deck SP Authentic? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what's what your take? Know? It comes out this week and we're, we haven't done our new releases. We're going to do it later in this episode, but it comes out this week and we're not going to have anything to talk about it. Do you think that's a good buy? I think that in general, I mean, first of all, I stay away from wax in its entirety. And I don't know if it's because oh, really? I have PTSD from the the ripping in 2014 or whatever. And then seeing the prices now and seeing how hard it is to, to have any sort of ROI. I just think you're better off paying 2x the price of a box and buying what you actually want versus having nothing to show for the, the price of a box, right? And that's not to say that I don't, you know, if you want to rip, go for it. But I just, if I want something, I'm just going to buy it because uh, uh, what's the point in spending the equivalent of four or five or six boxes to chase it? Like, if the best case scenario is that I hit it on the first box and I save half of the money, I mean, it's not, it doesn't really, the risk reward isn't there for me. Interesting. So there are a lot of players that I like in the product, but I, I, I won't buy it. I won't rip it. You, will you buy into breaks? No. No, not a oh, interesting. Not a waxman. Yeah, that's okay. But that's it's an, an interesting take. We don't hear that. that yeah, often. I actually want to switch it up now too because I I am curious, Coach. Like, um, from just to change gears, social media uh, content in the space. Um, you know, obviously you're making TikTok videos. You're pretty big on social right now. A lot of people seem to know who you are, which is how we came across you. We knew who you were. I am curious. Like, what are some certain trends 
you see like, hey, this is happening in the car world. And I, I like it. I hate it. I'm just curious. Like, what are the trends that have, have kind of caught your attention in the, on the content That's side That's a good lately? question. That's a good question. Um, so let's start with the hate and then we'll go into the good. Okay, um, perfect. I, the quality control has been atrocious. Like it's been really bad, especially, and again, I talked about the price of boxes. All all products, I'm sorry, just to clarify, do you think all products? I think a good chunk of Panini products, like if not all of them. And I think Tops is better, but I don't think it's up to the step. See, that's the thing. I think that Panini products by far have the worst quality control. And that's just my take. That's based on what I see. That's based on what people send me and based on the price of these products. I mean, we recently had the Panini Sparkle Packs, which were a replacement product for redemptions that were not fulfilled. They were not put into the... These were cards that weren't put into the product and they were offered Sparkle Packs. And the quality control of even the Sparkle Packs was atrocious. And I'm like, so you're telling me that the redemption for the redemption is is bad? Like, you had one job. There was a viral image that went around of a Sparkle Pack where it was like a card was completely offset. It was another one. Do you have, are you talking about that instance or do you feel like there's more than just that one? Because I feel like a lot of us, a lot of us determine our opinions on the market on one instance of something we saw on social media. Of course. That's fine. So I've had at least three or four people send me photos of how their package arrived from Panini. And it was bent and or creased. So that, that, I mean, that's a lack of quality control at the very least from the shipping department, right? I mean, I know you can't control what happens when it goes in the mail, but you can damn sure control what happens before you send it out. And I just don't think that it was packaged properly. I don't think that they went through the, I mean, you could have easily put cardboard and, and that probably wouldn't have happened. Okay. Right. So I just think that, that there's a lot of steps that are being skipped right now. And especially for the price of these products, right? So I'm saying that, you know, if I'm buying an $800 box of cards, like not only am I gambling on the contents of that box, but now I'm gambling on if the contents of those box are proper quality control. And if they're not, I'm offered panini points or a redemption that potentially never gets fulfilled, right? So I just don't, the channels are a little off for me. Um, and I, I mean, I don't really like that for collectors at gotcha. all, actually. So yeah. as someone who puts out a lot of content for TikTok, and it has to be short form media, I know for Mike and I, you know, sometimes the best thing you can do is steal another great story and maybe add some additional information. Where do you go for your resources on your stories? Yeah, so I, I feel like I follow a lot of great people. And, uh, and in that... Uh, I, I have so much exposure, so many different segments of the market and so many different things that are going on. And also, I mean, over the course of, you know, my tenure of creating content, I have a few people that, you know, I, actually more than a few people that reach out and they'll be like, well, this happened to me or this happened to me or this happened to me. And, and all of a sudden now, you know, I, I can provide that information to more people. Now, obviously, I ask questions and, and there's certain, you know, I need to make sure that, that things are pretty ironclad before I put out a post. But uh, it, it kind of the the network just kind of developed. So, any anyone specific that you could name, like uh, any content? Because I'm just curious to what we find oftentimes is we can be a resource to our listeners by providing them not only you know news stories, but hey, if you want to check out some more information, like I'll steal so many stories from Sports Collectors Daily. That's a, set, a website that 
that was talking just recently the the news about Panini employees going over to Fanatics was a big story that got circulated. Card porn picked it up and a few others. I like just letting guys know, hey, if you want to go to another resource, hey, here's here's a nice tool. I didn't know if you had any of those. If not, that's fine. And I don't have anyone specifically like that. I'm like, I'm going to go check like their page and like see what's going on. It's more like, and it's never, it takes a while for me to find something. I just, I like having a heartbeat on the hobby. And so like, I'll be on, I mean, if you check out my screen time, it's like ridiculous, honestly. But it's just because I, I like being in the space so much and it doesn't really feel like work. Um, you know, it could be anything. It could be a, a post I make could be triggered by like a really nice card I see that I haven't seen before or ever from a set that I think, you know, kind of goes unnoticed or, you know, something of that nature. So I just try to, like I said, have, if I followed the right people, and again, I'm sorry that I can't really bring up anyone. I will say that... That's okay. um, Putting you on the spot. The boys over at like Signed and Slabbed and Ephis Pitch, uh, those two individuals in particular, uh, they do an amazing job of dropping educational content on a regular basis. And that usually results in me kind of like, spiraling out and being like, oh, okay, like, where do we go from here? And, you know, what can I take from this? So, oh, cool. Okay, cool. So, so back to the other side of that, then. So, you know, quality control, you think is an issue, which I think most would agree with uh, positive stuff in the hobby right now. Anything jumping off the page, you're like, hey, I, I, I'm seeing this trend and I like where I like where it's going. I mean, I love I love the exposure to athletes right now. Like I think and not just athletes, but I mean, there was uh, something that came out yesterday, actually. And I wish I knew the person's name right off the top of my head. Um, but I, I promise you, I shouted them on a video. They might have been Primo cards, actually. We're gonna go, I'm pretty sure it's Primo cards. Uh, posted a photo of Adam Sandler at uh, the East Coast National yesterday. Oh, cool. Uh, which I found was really interesting. Uh, and, and that was, and apparently they were also recording and taping for the uh, upcoming Netflix oh, show nice. with the Safdie brothers. Yeah, um, that's cool. And so, you know, that's one element. Uh, I mean, Ken Golden's getting that Netflix doc. Uh, we saw what happened with Michael Rubin at Burbank um, and that, that you know, young Devin Booker fan. Like, I just think that the people that, you know, we idolize or that, you know, were so, felt so far away at, at various points of collecting are just so close right now. And um, I think that's a really cool thing to be a part of, right? Like, there's just so much exposure to... People that we otherwise would have never come across, and, and and it's by doing something we love doing, and that is collecting. So I, that's one thing that I, I mean, we're in a magical place right now. Ooh, magical! I kind of like that. Yeah, um, I, I like the take. By the way, yeah, I mean, and I like athletes getting involved in players and all that, and the Sandler and the Golden thing. I'll be honest, I, I am more excited of the Ruben involvement, like going to different shows, just because he is. Because he know, has so much influence. He's steering the ship, right? Yeah. He's driving the bus like Kramer is. So <laughs> I like the fact that he is, you know, that involved. So with that in mind, I've got one last question for you then. What do you, do you have any thoughts or opinions on what you'd like to see the market do or change for the future? I mean, I'd like to just continue to see, first of all, I want, I want to make sure that the hobby shops continue to be taken care of, right? Like I know that, you know, through these, I mean, we want to go direct to consumer and, and maybe we, we save some money. But I do think that the foundation of this hobby is the hobby shops, right? And that's not, not just because I have a lot of friends in, in that own hobby shops, but it's because that's where I got started. That's where I still go when I'm having a, sh- uh, I mean, when I'm having a bad day. Um, you know, like that, that's, I still, if I have an hour or an hour and a half or two hours to kill, 
in between doing something, like I will literally go to my local card shop and just, you know, just talk to other people there and, and just see what's available. And um, I just think that it, it, it's a heartbeat of this hobby. And it was the foundation of this hobby and it's, it continues to be. And I'd like to see them continue to be taken care of and, and not just be about the bottom line. Um, if we want to see kids continue to get involved in the space and, um, you know, a, a greater sense of community, quite frankly, right? Because, you know, I have communicated with you guys over social media and I've communicated with other people through social media, but, you know, there was nothing quite like the Mint Collective, right? And I, and I hope you guys agree with me there. We're like, you actually get to spend time with, you know, other people in the space and, and, and it's, there's a community element there, right? So that, that same thing is to be said about just uh, the card shops in general. Okay. Fair. Yeah, that's a good, nice, nice statement. Well, hey, we appreciate the time, man. If you would, just kind of shout out where people can find you if they want to follow you on socials. How do they do that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm uh, Coach Co or Coach Co Collectibles on pretty much everything. If you Google me, Coach Co, okay. I promise I'll, call, I'll come up. <laughs> Co, Co and, spelled K-O-E, uh, by the way. That's right. K-O-E, that's correct. Yeah. All yeah. right. And Very uh, cool. check out the Cardboard Coaches podcast as well, if you don't mind. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Hey, we appreciate the time. It was kind of last minute on our part. and We danced around the dates long enough. So we appreciate you making some time for us, man. We'll have you back one That's of these right. days. Yeah. Thanks, Brendan. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was... A kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. There you have it. Well, there you go. Yeah, I, I just kind of like having the other hobby perspective mind in the room at times. I had a couple guys reach out after the last interview because uh, I think that's plain to see. There was a... There's a an interesting take on Monday or Thursday's episode last week. Uh, definitely, I don't think we'll do two long form interviews ever again. That was not the the format we want to do. But uh, 
we also want to make sure they're entertaining for everybody. I think in this point, I would like to really get some names in the hobby, bigger names. Um, not that we don't try to do that. I think a lot of guys still want a, a small town opinion, but at the same time, do you have anybody at the top of your list? You yeah, say- I want to go to Rob over at Burbank. I want to, because I, I we've talked to him a few times. I've talked to him at some shows. I think he's more than happy to come on. I want to get some guys big at card shows, especially because they're so popular right now. So I don't know. I was thinking him and then maybe one or two others, but I'm going to reach out to him. You said you're reaching out to Chris Vernon, potentially coming on maybe the later this week or next. Yeah, if he just calls in, I figured it'd be nice to have him for some NBA talk. Um, yeah, plus, I mean, just to address quickly last week, too. Yeah, I was just bored out of my mind. Jesse knows this. Like, I love Aram, and I thought that segment was good to start. The curator thing is not a subject I was all that interested in, which is just on me. There and- was no real specifics. That's why, and I, I kind of hate for Coach Co. It was a little, uh, it was. I like, see, I like this today. This was This hobby. was fine. This it was, was a hobby. little long-winded at first, and that's okay. But then we got into where I felt, I didn't mean to, like, put, throw him off guard or be more aggressive, but it's just like, Give. I would love to get some more statements that people feel like are actual answers because that's what they didn't like about the interview with curators. Like he didn't give any real answers to right. anything. Yeah, I so, thought coach did. Yeah, I did at too. least answer stuff. No, that's why I'm okay with that. And he is in the hobby and the sports card hobby, especially. So yeah. Um, the other thing is tough though. It's brutal on like anything it's, not in person is tough. There's a there's a time delay. I don't know what. I don't to know do how we that. did it for the first year where we were on TikTok. And maybe it's or not everybody. Zoom but the like, whole time. Even today we tried to cut it, but uh, but again I was okay with this. I thought he did a good job, but that also hinders us in, in interviews. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at other but times, so oh well. New releases. Sure, let's um, go. <laughs> it's funny though that interview. You say. You say one thing, but your energy level is different because it's very similar to after the great curator interview. No, I'm ready to go. I'm pumped. You, <laughs> you can hear it in his voice. Can't very you folks? excited. Um, I am. I'm, I'm, no, I, I'm actually excited for today's episode. Okay, one, one non-sport uh, comment real okay. quick. Just a, it's a comment. Come it's on. not even a segment. Pick it, your spot. It's not a non-sport comment. It, or it's I'm not? not it's, I'm sorry. It's not a non-sport segment. It's just a comment. There's a factory worker in Dallas um, at the Pokemon. Apparently, they package Pokemon down there. Apparently, he stole. Now, this happened last year, but it looks like they've now been recovered. The hits that were in the Pokemon packs. I'm not even going to get into it because I know Thank many of God, you don't care. Including me. But the hits <laughs> that were in those packs, he just went and stole thousands, it looks like, of these cards. And then tried to sell them. It looked like a, at a card show, he unfortunately... For drip, he was wearing drip merchandise as he's the, life, the platform. Yeah, good for us. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But hopefully, they had nothing to do with it. I'm sure they didn't. But the um, sounds like it might have been sponsored by them. <laughs> no, don't another you reason, dare. Another that reason to come over to Car Shop Live, not baby. True. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, the guy. Now I'm awake. If you were into like uh, Fusion Strike or Evolving Skies, those two sets, and you were looking like, why am I not hitting the biggest cards in there? Well, it's apparently because the guy stole them. Uh, he they they print the cards and they individually put them into packs. This guy took those cards that were supposed to be in packs and then uh, tried to rip them off. So <laughs> there you go. That was just an interesting like story a, that came out over the last day or so. Sounds like a nice guy. Um, <laughs> sounds like a great guy. New releases. Before we get to that, now I, have oh, I do okay. want to talk about oh, oh. much more important than what you said. Okay. <laughs> this is just a general message to people in the hobby. This oh. was a, not an epiphany because I've thought this forever. Is this a PSA? Would you say? It's an SGC. <laughs> 
sorry. You need, I am all about the flip game. I'm all about the rip game. Buying to flip, to grade, to sell. I'm all about buying into breaks, you know, breaking product, buying personal boxes. That's all well and fine. Ooh. You know, risking it on players like, hey, this guy's going to have a, a good week. I'm going to buy him and I'm going to sell him because he's going to jump. so curious what you're about to say. Shut up. I will tell you. <laughs> um, I do think the importance of having a non-monetarily beneficial collection Oh, cannot be understated, cannot be overstated. You cannot overstate it because it's so important. That's what I mean. I bought a John Riggins auto last night. You've never heard of him. Nobody. John, John, you've never heard of him. Love him. Most people in the hobby today don't care about him. Just so happens to be from that 2000 SP authentic set that I've been working on forever now. Oh, finally landed. The auto cost me 48 bucks. I overpaid, did not care. Sure. I will never be able to flip that card and make money, but it is part of the set that I've been working on at this point, honestly, five years. Like, I don't even know when I started collecting that set because you never find them. And my rule was I'm trying to avoid eBay and all that. I want to find them in person, which almost never happens. Still missing like 10 cards. But it was a, it was a cool moment last night when I'm checking out, I've bought boughten is not a word. I don't think I've spent $75,000 on one individual card. I've spent a quarter million on cases at one time, one big purchase. Oh, you're not talking about this set. I'm sorry. Yep. Continue. I was like, you spent that much on that? Okay. Remember the thing I said about you not talking? Oh, you know, you you made an interesting (laughs) statement. What was it? Oh, Lord. I don't know. Something about you not talking. Oh, when you were dealing. Yeah. You not talking. If that had transferred here, (laughs) there it is. Again, I've spent (laughs) outrageous amounts of money on product at one time. Outrageous amounts of money on individual cards at one time to flip them, to sell them. You have 10x my money on certain things and I've got absolutely hammered on other things. The coolest, most pure, and yes, this is a white night moment. Coolest, most pure experience in the hobby is buying a card that you know you are never going to sell because it fills a void in a set you needed. It was a very true, like the truest form, just straight, Jesse's punching the board, just straight collector's moment. Like, hey, I don't care the value of this card. I don't care that I'm overpaying by 9% of comps. I need this card for my set. Little things like that in this hobby, I think, are what make the hobby and business in the hobby sustainable for most people. It is rare the person who can come in and just be all business all the time, zero personal, zero sentimental connection. Because at times the market dips, and we've seen those guys dip out when that happens. I do think if you're going to stay balanced in the hobby and stay in it for the long term, you have to have some projects like this where you are literally in it for the love of the game. Just so happens, saw a couple minutes of the movie, Love of the Game, yes, love of the game yesterday, Kevin Costner. You've heard of him. <laughs> I just want to punch you in the throat sometimes. <laughs> so there you go. Find something in the hobby that has no upside for you financially. Just collect it out of pure love of collecting. And I think it will make your overall attitude. experience better. I love that attitude. That, that's, that's exactly God, what I, I, I cannot tell you how much I wish this was a solo podcast. <laughs> what would you do? What would you no. talk about on a solo podcast? Oh, I'd be killing it. You done? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> New, releases. New releases. Here we go. All right. We got a few things. Uh, what do you want to start with? You yeah, I, does, I don't care about any of them. So go ahead. <laughs> God. But any revolution, I thought you actually might care just because of the price point. Is it 150 bucks? 145. I do like it then. Okay. 2022, 23 revolutions. Uh, the Galactic is still the case hit. You've got some cool autos in there. Some really cool. I actually just sold the Lava LeBron from last year. It was a PSA 10. It was numbered to 10 for a thousand bucks. So, or 900 bucks. There was a Lava card I just 
pulled up to talk about on today's show. And I'm trying to think. Point what being, it, for <gasps> a cheap product, you can pull some monster stuff. We never talked about MLB because we didn't get, have the time for it. But Zach I was going to. Zach Netta, the Bowman draft out of 199. There's a lava auto in that, even though it's a Topps product. I guess they both have lava. Okay. That car sold for $300 as of today. Uh, the last card of that sold on the 7th for $152 doubled well his base cards base raw 2020 he's a 2022 bowman draft guy yeah top five guy last year he's moved up on that now um in in hobby sales not actual draft pick he was selling for like 60 ish dollars uh-huh. when we were talking to aram the other day yes i've seen guys moving from like 120 130 bucks doubling in price aram Absolutely was spot insane. on about he that nailed, guy. Yeah. yeah if you guys haven't checked out that prospect list maybe it's time Okay, basketball. I went uh, and bought some Ellie Dela Cruz cards because of that prospect list. He's number one on there. He was. You yep. were absolutely right. All right. So, re- so Revolution, I like it's. I mean, that's actually a super cheap price, which I do think is kind of cool. So, at that case, would you buy individual boxes then? You can of that. Yeah. Okay. One hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, that's what I mean. And it has all the vets in it. You can get the numbered vets. The Galactics are huge money. So, yeah, I actually, I'm surprised to say this. I'm a, I'm a solid B to break it and a B to rip it. Oh, there are autos in this. Oh, my goodness. But it's not guaranteed per yeah, box. Yeah, it's like one per two or three boxes. Chase after randomly also, inserted they're, autos. they're inner cases. I believe these are eight box inner cases, 16 box master cases. So out of an inner case, you might get three to five autos. That is absolutely correct. You are uh, they, That's how they sell them. Next product. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a solid B across the board. Okay. Uh, Panini clearly done Russ 2022. Now, this is interesting. The last year, 2021, was the first year they made it. I still have cases of this in my closet. Oh, really? I thought it was a cool product. It was cheap last year. A loaded class. It's not as cheap now. I'm actually going to sell some of this on the, on the app this week. I'm going to combo this with Hello. 22 product, I think. Okay. Um, Wait, this is... Oh, you mean you're going to combo that with that? Okay. So it, this, again, is entirely price dependent, which I'm a little nervous is going to be too high. What is your price? I think you would be surprised. 250 is my price. 175 I'm in. Shockingly, yeah. That's okay. what I mean. That's why I thought, like, even though I know the products weren't super exciting to you, I Panini's listening there. and they are like, yeah. The I am glad to see actually, Panini coming out to market a lot cheaper. Yeah. Um, 170 Again, this is a weird, is it, is it a 16 box case? Oh, uh, give me two seconds. Yeah, I, I think this is a it weird is box. It is a 16 box case. It is. Okay. Um, acetate cards, some cool inserts that sell pretty well, some case hit type stuff. Um, the autos obviously are pretty good. I actually pulled, I did a break, I don't know, two, three months ago and hit a Kyle Trask. So from last year, rookie mm-hmm. auto number to five. It's like a $300 card, which is kind of goofy. So. I'm curious. How much uh, did you pay for those cases? Because I see what the resale price is on them. Of 21? Yeah. Oh, I paid like 250 a box. 250 a box. Yeah. That's what they're going for right now. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it, it spiked way up and it came way back down. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, honestly, with that one too, for that price, I'm actually a solid B across the board as well. Maybe even a B plus because I think that class is pretty deep right now in the hobby. Do you know what undercard is? Is that like something specific? So, it's a fight. I was wondering if you were going to ask us. So, like, yes. it's like a fight. To, so, the main event in a fight is when the two best guys are fighting, the mm-hmm. undercard is like the other matchup. Interesting. So, yeah, they did okay. a little play on words. Panini. Is 2023 Prism undercard? Panini Prism undercard, UFC. WWE. Oh, WWE. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's coming out. It comes out also this week. Uh, I almost bought a case of WWE too, Prism. Some guys were selling for, for like 2400 bucks. I mean, for the price. I, I would actually, if it goes down any lower, I'd buy a case just to flip it. Well, this stuff's going for $200 a buck. So I think it's even slightly lower than just Prism. But yeah, I, I assume this is a brand new product. I hadn't. Yeah, just a different skew of Prism. Yeah. I mean, it's similar to like in, in basketball, it's the fast break. In football, it's no huddle. 
In WWE, it's undercard. So uh, okay, that's kind how of a, doing the it. play on words. Uh, there's also a another penny, a lot of penny, panini product. Uh, Select La Liga comes out this what week. Was that so, accent, by the way? Oh, uh, that's making just... fun of my ancestors or what? <laughs> what ancestors do you have? I'm just that saying, way? are you insulting Select my Italian heritage? La Liga is that Italian accent? Uh, is that La Liga? I that's mean, a my Mario accent, actually. What nationality was Mario? Thank you. We'll never know. <laughs> Some of us know. <laughs> Mario Lopez? That would not be the... How dare you? <laughs> I don't know what we're... We've gotten into a topic that all of the audio is probably going to be cut at this point. Hopefully no, not. We're never. having a great time. I wouldn't do that. Uh, lastly, there's, there is a... We talked about the, the hockey product that, again, we're not going to know a SP ton about. SP Authentic is an awesome product in general. That's what I thought, but I was hoping I was going to get a... Like, a, I'm excited about that product answer, but... Not a wax Since guy. he's not a wax guy, that's fair enough. Um, How much is it, out of curiosity? 250 not bad. Two fifty a box. Uh, Good timing for it, right in the heat that, of the playoffs. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, the other product that I feel like we have to mention because, well, there's two of them, non-sport products. Oh, God. So tune out for Ilio. thirty seconds. There's Yu-Gi-Oh. There's a. Here's the thing. It's thirty dollars a box. It's the 25th anniversary edition. The reason I mention it is because we all saw what's going on with Disney and the 100-year boxes that came out from uh, Kakao Wow. There's also the Weiss and Schwartz. And now, here's the thing. I found out there's another one. It's uh, by a Chinese company called Card Fun or Card.Fun. Guy reached out uh, to us via email, and he was letting me know, like, hey, Listen, one of the reasons why Kakao Wow is probably doing well is because they purposely limited the print run, I think, to 5,000 boxes, whereas Weiss and Schwartz, they will do a lot more. So you're probably not going to see as much of a spike in there. I still bought three boxes. But then he says this card fund is a strictly Chinese product, and they're trying to keep it exclusive to China. However, you can get some stuff on eBay. I went out and bought three more boxes of that. It actually is kind of cool how they did. They they have six different custom boxes, like one that kind of looks like Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Pooh Bear, a few others. Uh, we'll see. I'm going to have it out on the app. JJ John Dostremsky. Don't you? <laughs> Dang it. Now I can't there turn you it go. off. You can't reach over. That's my sign of you to stop talking about this. So that's your non-sports take. Um, if you're interested, maybe Weiss and Shorts is not the one that's going to jump, um, but... The other one is card fun. Okay. Mike, good. I feel good. Yeah, non UGO. I was speeding UGO. through all the data your, as fast as I can. Your, there are people that care about it. Here's the problem because your view of fast is different than other people's. I was going plenty <laughs> fine in my speed. People were probably taking notes and they were like, oh, yeah, this is a solid speed for me to take notes on. I hate you. Can you imagine somebody who's at home right now in 2023 taking notes on a podcast? <laughs> I would say you've got some this serious This guy's got some issues. data for me. Yep. I don't know what this sound is, but I feel it's hit appropriate. It, hit that purple button. I like this. Emotional. That was the day that Mike said he was going to be a father. Why is it a sad day? This is the music when I Because he's going to raise a child. I'm like, Jesse. And they're going to be just like him. Jesse, you've been a large part of the show. <laughs> what is Started that? Started off as a lowly producer. Now we have a real producer. Things change, sir. We don't need you anymore. I'm not responsible for putting your child through college. <laughs> P.S. She's never going to college. Having said that, your 49% is now nil. And then you cut the music off. That's it. You're fired. 
Okay, turn. That's enough. That's right. Back it up slowly. You just don't like, just cut it. Yeah, you you, you back let it, it let it down. back down slowly, just like your career and life savings when you're I tired. Totally for what? That was a compliment. the music was over. The bit was done. <laughs> you can't keep going. At I that could talk point. about firing you all day. You can. You won't do it because no, you can't. Never. I would know all the secrets. I know where all the bodies are buried. <laughs> I would just come after you like a <laughs> spider monkey. <laughs> The Cleveland Card Show was a huge <laughs> success this weekend. The Great Lakes Card Show. I think they're doing it again. I got a call from ESPN about this. ESPN oh, yeah. Cleveland. Did you do like an interview or Here's something? the only thing irritating. All they talked about was the card show and then the podcast. We got no recognition of Card Shop Live. Oh, so, well, that's I mean, my bad. I thought there were more questions coming. <laughs> you just Did you even mention the fact no, that there's... No, not a thing. I, they were leading the discussion. I was on the phone. And when you're on the phone on the radio, there's that delay. It's not... As a man who benefits from both of those things, however, being that the card shop, I was the one who put helped put that event on. I am upset for our fellow workers over there. As the president of Card Shop Live, I'm upset. As the host of this show, I feel great. About it. Feels really good. Uh, it was funny being back. I, you know this. I made my bones on the radio. Loved radio calling sports. I had some segments down here for a little while in Nashville. Absolutely loved calling in sports talk radio. But now that we do our own thing, and like I, I'm losing my voice again, by the way, which is nice for you. Uh, now that we do like our own podcast and, and podcasts are really all, I don't listen to radio. I haven't in years. It was such a throwback. Like no matter what you say on the radio, and this is not a knock at anybody, but it's just funny. Oh God. He's like doing great today. Thanks so much for joining. It was like, how you doing? Like my mom just got cancer. Awesome. Good to hear about the diagnosis. <laughs> like everything was just one speed. And I was just like, who am I talking to? What is happening here? It was kind of funny. I, um, I need to go back. You made your bones on the radio? That's what got me interested in this industry in the you, first place. Is that a saying? Carlos, back you me cut, up here. You cut your teeth on the radio. Means that's the a same saying. Thing. Made my bones. That, Carlos? Yeah, Car- that, that's a saying. Thank you. Oh, Carlos, you're always on my side. How dare you? You're that's dead That's how to you me. know I'm super Mute right. Out. When, oh. when Carlos agrees with me, it's how you know <laughs> I'm correct. Thanks, um, Carlos. Uh, yeah. Mailback time? Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> Forgot about that. No, I actually, you know, in response to the morons on Discord, I'm excited to be here. It's a response. I want to. Nope, no, nope. No, I stop talking bad about him. Discord's great. I hate Discord. There's a lot of side conversations. Discord I guess, hates you. Here's the thing. I get screenshots of these side conversations with these spineless people on Discord. That's fine. Are, they, are you talking about sports cards nonsense people? Because they yes. wouldn't do that. Let's go mailbag. But how Mike's always checked out of the show. Oh, well, then Part yeah. Probably a bit, you donkeys. <laughs> Take a hint. No one, no one likes that bit. All right, uh, let's go Instagram. No, you know, play the music again. I have something to tell you. Okay, just kidding. Big picture. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. All right, here we go. The Kansas card collector asks: Any word on Prism Baseball release date, or have they Ooh. done away with that skew? No, no, it's definitely coming. We actually just got solicited for it this week. Ooh. I'm going to say in the next month or so because they usually solicit. I don't know about a month ahead of time. It seems like with with Panini and baseball. So let me look real quick. Okay. Okay. I'm double checking. I'm reaffirming. I'm double checking. It's not on the release calendar officially. I would say in the next four to six weeks, but it is definitely coming out this year. Yes. Um. Let's see. Oh, that guy's just trying to promote himself. So we're not going to do that one. All right. Ryan. Excuse me. Uh, I'm sorry. Rywand. Rywand 88. If you could have unlimited supply of one product, what would it be and why? Ooh. Ooh. Supply. Here's the problem, though. Unlimited supply of any product would therefore lower pricing and not be as good. I think he's just saying, like, which product would you like to have, though? Okay. I'll I mean, allow it. So, so two answers. From a breaking standpoint, 
give me one of the Bowman skews, like because I can sell Bowman breaks. But doesn't it have a lot of cards in it? Wouldn't you prefer something that doesn't yeah, have as many? It's super valuable and everybody loves it, and it's just a great product. To break. Easiest product in the world to sell breaks in. Okay. Uh, ripping perspective, give me some of those '90s tops finest Bowman's best. Mm. Uh, Mid nineties, or my my go to is always either nineteen ninety eight gold label or two thousand flare showcase. Okay, PC rips right there. Uh, the hobby PhD wants to know advice for getting eyeballs on auctions. If you don't have a huge following, are you better off sending cards a hundred to a thousand dollars worth to consigners? You have a PhD, and I have to tell you how to get eyes on things. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yes, this is another irritation, irritating thing for me. People want, not this person in particular, but in general, people are like, I want to get more eyes. I want more attention. So send it to sellers who have massive followings on eBay. Well, that's what he said. I, no, I, I, to his point, I okay. think that is absolutely the way to do it. By the way, on cards of that value, you are going to pay the same, if not less fee than you would selling it for yourself. More eyes, less fees. Send it to PC sports cards or five-star cards. Very simple. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Mad City Collector. Do you see collectors shifting away from grading cards or is grading still an important, uh, is it still important because of it, because it was massively, massively important, by the way. Yes. There's, there's no slowdown. Look at the numbers. They are setting all time high marks every month. So yes. Okay. Uh, let's see. Boom theory cards. If you had to pick slash predict one NBA player whose stock will grow by the end of the playoffs, Relative to their prices at the start of the playoffs, who would it be? I think Jamal Murray is a decent look right now. Yeah, I think Jamal Murray is unbelievably cheap right now because he's coming off you know a couple of years where he's had some real downtime with injuries. So I like Jamal. I think Anthony Davis has a shot to really tear it up out east. Maybe Donovan Mitchell, but I don't know. So I would go with the other two. I I like this question because I was wondering the same thing. The Oh, boy. Oh, the Minnesota fan. Okay, I got it. Uh, Minnesota, he wants to know, with NBA slash NFL products releasing rather quickly lately, do you think next year's products will be released sooner in season so that they have a better shot at prospecting, so to I speak? I think so. They're trying. It seems like they are trying to catch up, which is important. Like I do think there's some of that prospecting hype is good for the product. So I think they are trying to do that. But we'll see. Like supply chains, materials still seems to be an issue for some. So I, I don't really have a great answer. Uh, Benson Poles, if you two were to be any Disney pair, who would it be? And why is it Sully and Mike? I don't even know who that is. Mon- Monsters Inc.? Nope. Monsters Incorporated. You can abbreviate You're the You're about to have a child and you don't know. Right. When I have a child, maybe I'll care. By the when I have a kid, Prepare they're gonna be yourself. Dude, when we have a kid, they're gonna be like levitating and doing like all this other crap, this like dude all this new don't technology. Know Monsters Inc. It's like if you, you know came I'm gonna teach my kid. Room. I'm gonna teach my kids sports. Oh my That's God. what I'll teach my kid. You're no, you won't. You, you can. And then when I'm over there, yeah, you you'll be at your house. We're gonna be over there cuddling, hanging and, out. We're gonna be playing all kinds of games. Yeah, I'm gonna do and things. It's gonna no. be a Games. He's going to have a real education. Yeah, great. Playing video games, awesome. Uh, no one said video games. What kind of games are you playing? Monopoly. And I'm going to teach him to teach your, I'm going to teach him to beat his dad at Monopoly. I've never lost. <laughs> never. I almost never lose a Monopoly. You know I'm oh, dominating. Oh, so it went from never to almost never. That's weird. JJ, JJ. <laughs> Next. <laughs> uh, let's go over to the Facebook. The Facebook. It's too bad. The only thing I like about Instagram is you don't butcher names. Well, they typically don't use their actual name. Yeah, now so. I go over here and it's like John Korflaski. Go ahead. Take it away. 
trying to find one that's like the yeah, most unpronounceable say, name. I saw, uh, there was something going on with those jolly cheeks over there dancing. Like I they can't were. find one. All right. So Bradley Keith McCaslin wants to know Fernando Tatis is set to come back very soon and is having a smoking hot start in the minors. Ooh. Do we think PED use will hold back his card values or will he bounce back with day in and day out performances like we know he can provide? I could see it going either way. I could see it just coming back and nobody caring, or I could see a world where it's like for this year, we're kind of like, okay, PEDs. Eh. But I think either way, by opening day of next year, barring injury and good performance on the field, I think he is back to where he was. So I could see there being a little back bit of a Back to low. where he was? Yeah, where people are like, this is a top five guy in the game type of talent. He's young. He's exciting. People like him. I still think there's so much stigma around it, though. I just don't know. Yeah. Um, I- this is a question that makes an assumption, I think. So Cody James says, with Tops making pro basketball cards, what products do you want Tops to make the most? I mean, we don't know if it's, let me just answer the question that he's asking. Yeah. Cause I don't know if it's going to be NBA right now. I don't think it will be tops Chrome tops Chrome and top stadium club, two of the greatest basketball products of all time and of my childhood. Okay. One of the the few happy memories of my childhood. Next. You say these things like, do you think your parents are listening and they're like, Oh, I love when he says stuff like that. No comment. (laughs) You, I just mean, especially because I know your parents. I don't know. My what, dad listens. What do you mean? Parent? My mom doesn't listen to the show. Well, specifically your dad. I like your dad a lot and I just don't want his feelings. To Interesting. Get hurt. He doesn't care for you. He's told me. Many that times. is not true. <laughs> I, I don't think he likes probably. the big guy. Loves the dogs. Though. I'll tell you that right now. Brady and Griffey. Your oh, dogs. My goodness. He might like them more than he's going to like little Theo. No, that's. Stupid. I don't think that's true. Because your dogs jump. Well, Brady doesn't, but. No, Brady does. No, I'm sorry. Brady does. Griffey's a good boy. Yeah, not like your dog. Just lethargic all over the place. Don't you dare talk about Cece, Cece just like that. Around. Yeah, she's a good a, girl. check a pulse to make sure the thing's breathing. <laughs> Look at her. She doesn't jump. That dog's dead. Don't. Oh, my <laughs> Look God. at She's not even barking. She's we have to finish this. <laughs> doesn't even claw at the door. The thing is rigor mortis. She's not clawing at anything. <laughs> What are we doing here? You've created some. You know she's coming to your house tomorrow, right? Great. I'll put her in the in the corner. She won't move the whole time. It'll be perfect. I hate you so much. Can you guys make sure and feed her? What? <laughs> That's amazing. Didn't eat her food. How's she supposed to eat her food? Oh she doesn't live. My doesn't God. A stuffed animal. This show's off uh, the rails. Next next question. No, Eric, we're not my ending today. Money, please. We'll never end. This nope, show's keep going. Five hours. Why? Or what is your favorite thing about the podcast? What is your least favorite thing about the podcast? Well, least favorite thing. I'll I can tell, you, tell you. I can tell you right now my least favorite thing. Go. We have certain restrictions, and I don't like them. That's as vague as I'm going to be. I am really curious about have, what you think those restrictions are, because I've got my thoughts on what those restrictions are. But <laughs> I've already said too much. I don't like that we can't what just you, be unfiltered entirely. Okay, okay, what is your favorite thing? My favorite thing about the podcast? Uh, I actually, despite the fact that you annoy me on air sometimes, I enjoy doing the show with you. I, uh, I don't know how to respond to that. Um, I was going to say a, probably a mean thing. You look like Cece over there for a minute. <laughs> you just weren't doing anything. No, I enjoy doing the show with Jess. I like the rapport, the r- rapport we have. I like that it gives us a nice release of like getting out and just getting being able to vent what we want to say about anything. You know, I can't look at you now. Um, I will agree with that, though. I do like the fact that even though, because we do have to, we spend so much time around each other because we like each other, but there's also other reasons we spend a lot of time around each other. And it would be brutal if we couldn't have a venting when yes. we need to. And this is our venting time. So 
But I also like the podcast because there's so much fun to to have in, as a job. This is my job. I I pay for my family's well being because of this job, and I love that. That's amazing. I like it. <laughs> I was gonna you have wicked, so many. I was gonna comments. be such a jerk. I was like, well, yep. I pay for your family. <laughs> God. <laughs> what? Oh, what? I know. It's so good. It's, it's so easy to get you around. Oh up. my. Next question. Oh, oh, God. We're ending it. This is your last question, people, and that's Mike's fault. Tim Gilman wants to know, with the amount of buying, selling... Oh, my. Timmy. With the hey amount yo. of buying and selling information out there, i.e. buy during the off-season, sell during this time, keeping prices more level all year, what are the new market inefficiencies that you could see coming? So any market inefficiencies you could see coming where it would be a good time to buy other than what people say right now. I mean, I do think that that's kind of it. The off seasons are still the inefficiencies where you can go in and buy low. Yeah. Uh, injuries have always been an inefficiency. I guess the real question Slumping would be of a player. Is there, would there be a time maybe during season? Cause that's typically when, what are you looking at? I'm sorry. Yeah. Hang on a sec. I just had a notification. Be straight with me. Oh, the marathon no. is 26 miles. This dude just finished. Kenya's Evan Shabet <laughs> just finished them. You know how long it took this dude to run 26 miles? It's more than 26 miles. Uh, uh, five hours? Dude, two hours and five minutes? To run 20? Yeah. How to long? spoil the much-anticipated debut of world record holder Elud Kipshard. Got it. Nailed it. Evan 26.2. That's right. Two, how fast is that a mile? What the? That's 13 <laughs> miles an hour. Right? I'm so glad. It's 13 miles an hour. Almost 13 miles an hour. I couldn't do that for one mile. 13 miles an hour? Wait, wait, wait. He ran. Is that humanly possible to run 13 miles an hour? NFL players go 20, 25 miles an hour. I'm just saying, though. You think about it. If you go for two hours. For two hours 12, straight. Thir- that is insane. This when are, guy needs when a, do they get in his card? This guy needs a card. I'd buy that card. Two I'd buy hours that all day and long. five minutes? You couldn't. We couldn't do a marathon in two days, me and you together. Two hours? Do you think Kelly Slater has a card? The surfer? Yeah. He must. Dude, what the heck? That's the end of this. That's it. Play the music. <laughs> We're done. Sports cards, nonsense, parts by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. We will be back on Thursday, maybe with a guest, maybe not. Definitely will. Maybe we won't be here at all. Goodbye. I'll be there. He'll be there. He'll be there.